Hello and welcome to the 108 podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Raquel. And we are the Type 1 Together Girls. We are stripping down life with Type 1 diabetes from two people who live different versions of it every single day. Please remember Type 1 Together does not give medical advice. We are only sharing from personal experience. Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited for this week's topic. It's a big one. And before we get started, I want to tell you about something really, really exciting. So Thrivable is a company that does paid research studies all related to diabetes. They work with a lot of the big type one companies that we're all familiar with and um, help move some research along. And I've done some studies through them. It's really cool. It's a great way to give back to the community and also make a little side money. A lot of them can be done remotely from your computer, wherever you are. So we are so thankful because they are actually going to be donating a coloring book uh, on your behalf for anyone who signs up to basically get in their database to receive information about doing future studies. You'll find the link in our show notes and it does not take long. Just go put your info in and they're going to be donating a coloring book, which means we are going to be giving more of our T1D coloring books to newly diagnosed families in the hospital. Um, It doesn't cost you anything to sign up. If anything, you'll end up making money in the future from this. And um, it's just a, a good way to get involved. So I'm really excited and thankful for their support in that. And go check it out if you have a minute. And this does need to be done by November 4th. Um, and I believe your child has to be under 15. So do keep that in mind. But anyways, Amanda, how's life? What have you mm-hmm. been up to? Um, Life's good. What have I been up to? I have been cleaning the house, which is so boring, but therapeutic. Um, I love it's it. A, it's important to me. It is therapeutic. I have been like organizing. Hattie got some toys for her fourth birthday from some family members and a couple friends. And so um, my typical TV monster, as we call her, <laughs> is actively like playing and using her imagination. And, Aww. you know, you know, when you're a kid and you get new toys and like it's just the highlight of your day. It's like she wakes up and goes straight to her new toys yes. and she falls asleep talking about her new toys. It's really fun. Um, and we're at the age of like Legos, like teeny tiny Lego pieces. Uh-huh. Um, so that's been fun. And then her teacher actually just told me that she is starting to pick up on sight words and read a little bit. I don't know if oh, I wow, told you that no. already. I know. So Danny and I feel like this huge pressure to like <laughs> not put too much pressure on her, but also not just foster it, you yes, know, because yes. if she can just like easily naturally learn how to read. Yes. I Let's do it. Wait, so. can you tell everyone what she said about me the other night? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not over it. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute, you guys. Okay. So um, this weekend is our uh, T1D pumpkin painting in the park event in San Diego. And so obviously Raquel and Kevin are going to be coming down to San Diego and Raquel is a sweet, sweet angel. And she's going to give uh, me and Danny a night off so that I like really don't have to be on. Okay. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, stop. I know you're going to hate me, but it's Amanda's birthday on Saturday. That is why we're doing this. I know you're going to want to cut out this whole fight. <laughs> <laughs> but people can know that it's your birthday, Amanda. Everyone has a birthday, okay? So I'm not doing anything crazy, but that is why for Amanda's birthday, I wanted to give her a true night off. And Kevin and I are so excited to hang out with the girls. Anyways, continue. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, thank you. I'm not a I'm not a personal birthday person. I like everyone else's birthdays, but I wish I could skip mine. Anyway, um, maybe I should 
go to therapy and discuss that. But yeah, so we're so excited. And I was talking to Hattie about it and explaining like, oh, Raquel and Kevin are going to be here and it's going to be so fun. And she has type one like you, as you know, whatever. And she just (laughs) was like, one, just wanting to know like, when is Raquel coming? When is Raquel coming? Is she coming right now? You know? And then she, yeah, basically the whole night was like, so I get to be with Raquel. I love Raquel. I'm going to dream about Raquel. (laughs) She's going to dream about you. So this is like, as I'm tucking her in and saying goodnight to her. And the other cute thing that like, I thought was sweet of her to think about Kevin too was, I said, okay, so Raquel knows how to do everything. She'll put you to bed. And when you wake up, Raquel will still be here. And so she'll know how to dose you for breakfast. And then after you're done eating breakfast is when dad and I will come home. And she goes, well, is Kevin still going to be there in the morning when I wake up? (laughs) So (laughs) cute. like, you can't forget about both. Oh my gosh. Um, I cannot wait. It's so funny. I've had multiple moments where I'm like, obviously I'm qualified to watch Hattie. Like I babysat a thousand T1Ds at this point, even overnight. But I'm like, oh, I need to step up to Amanda's level here. Like these blood sugars have got to be great. I'm like, wait, Amanda's really thoughtful about how she manages her diabetes. I just like throw insulin around. That sounds so bad. That's for myself, not for kids that I watch. But I was like, wait, I need to really pay attention here to how Amanda does everything. (laughs) No, you don't. Just like you know how to count carbs. You know how to guess carbs. And if you miscalculate, you obviously can recognize when a drop is too fast or a rise is too high and you know what to do in both situations. I My brain is going to be fully turned off. It's already partially turned off. Good. Just about yes. Turn all the alerts it. off, follow. There really should be no way or reason for me to text you at all. So no, get ready I'm for so that. Excited. And Kevin understands yeah. it too. He follows my numbers. So we'll have lots of eyes. I'll have alarm set. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna have to go over um, setting up an Omnipod with yes. you, which I've been wanting which to learn anyways for a long time because I should know that yeah. I've done it with someone before, but it's been a while. Um, okay, well that yeah, that's a really exciting thing we have to look forward to this weekend. We're gonna meet some T1Ds in San Diego. It's our first San Diego event, so that's super exciting. And then I get to hang out with the girls, which will be so fun. <laughs> um, I hope they're good for you. It'll be great. Summer might be a little challenging. That's fine. Well, <laughs> she's she's a mama's girl. I just hope she you're okay with leaving because I want you to leave regardless. We can we'll cheer her up. It'll be okay. Oh yeah, it'll be fine. What have you been up to? Well, let's see. I have been just working a lot and trying to take care of myself. I don't know. I'm really excited for fall. I'm wanting to wear sweaters, but it's not there yet, which is disappointing. I keep putting on sweatshirts in the morning because it's like kind of cool and then it gets so hot. Um, But I am excited for Halloween. I actually, so I've been teaching dance just once a week right now and we are doing little Halloween performances next week. So I was finishing up my Halloween dances yesterday with my uh, little kiddos and I actually had a hard blood sugar day during dance yesterday. I was low for a while. Like I rarely go low while I'm teaching, but it's really challenging because I was like in the 60s, just like a straight line at 60 for 
probably Ooh. over 30 minutes, which I can't remember the last time that happened. I have no idea why it happened. It was so out of character for my blood sugars. Um, and I just kept drinking juice. Like I drank like almost three of those like mini jugs of juice, like the Mott's ones. I got them at Target. Yes. It's nice because like you don't have to drink the whole thing at once compared to a juice box. Like you got to throw it away pretty much. But um, yeah, I drank so much juice and I could feel a headache coming on from it. And then like I had three classes, so I had to keep going. And I was like, well, I don't want to have ketones for like keeping my side off for too long, but I wasn't going up. So eventually like I put it back on and then I took it back off later. And then I realized at the end of the night, I put my pump back in my pocket, but I didn't actually connect it to the site on my stomach. And oh so gosh. I drove all the way home without it on. And like as I'm getting home, I was like, I don't feel so great. Like what's going on? I was like slowly creeping up like 170, 180, 190. And then I was like, oh, I have not been getting insulin. So I just gave so much insulin <laughs> and I waited a while <laughs> to eat dinner and it was fine. Like I never got that. High. I didn't get full ketones or anything like that, but I started to feel it coming on and I was like, wow. I haven't had anything happen like this for a while. Did you test ketones with that new ketone meter? I haven't got? yet. That would have been a really good opportunity to do that. <laughs> but I just kind of recognize when I feel like I have ketones now. I mean, if I really like felt high ketones, like I for sure would have checked. But this was one of those where I knew that it was just going to go away pretty quick. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Have you tried it yet? Uh, no, we haven't needed to. So... Yeah. No. No. I just like haven't wasted it. Yeah. Yeah. So we got this meter at the ADA walk we were at recently. They, uh, someone was there, the rep for this company, and it's a ketone meter, which I didn't even realize was a thing till a few years ago. I, growing up, always had the strips that you pee on, and those worked fine for me, but the meters are a little more specific and accurate, I guess, because they give you a number instead of just a color. And also, there's like, Wait, I might be saying this wrong, but there's like a delay in your urine that doesn't show it like it's a delay or that it's or is it the opposite of a delay? Wow. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I would guess it's a delay because like yeah. what's happening in your bloodstream, yes, your the... bloodstream has to get filtered by your kidneys mm -hmm. first before you excrete urine. So yeah. So yeah. that's the reason why the people use the meter, I think, too. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. I think you can just get them on Amazon or at the pharmacy, right? Yeah. Um, but I will say when I was talking to him, like all the ones that you can get on Amazon, some of them don't necessarily need to pass like super high quality tests because they can be marketed as like, f you know, for people who are on a keto diet and want to mm -hmm. go into ketosis. And so that's way different than like actually medically managing ketones yeah. from diabetes and so I had showed him the one that I purchased from Amazon he was like throw that away it's <laughs> like oh but the thing is like I we got sent home with the pee strips too and like when Hattie was diagnosed she was still in diapers so they taught us to put the end of the mm -hmm. pee strip into her diaper and squeeze the <laughs> pee from the diaper like Whoa. it's disgusting and then like the problem that I have found over the years is when I'm most concerned about ketones is typically when she has stubborn highs in the middle of the night and it's been hours of like being over 200 during yeah. the nighttime when she's asleep and I don't want to wake her up to go pee and whatever. Or if she does randomly go pee, 
throughout the day and I'm worried about ketones, she's potty trained. So like yeah. there will be times when I'm putting baby sister's sleep and I come out and Hattie's like, oh, I already went pee and flushed the toilet. And I'm like, crap, I wanted to test <laughs> for ketones, you know? Yeah. So I ended up getting a meter for that reason because now she's like extra okay with finger pokes. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's just peace of peace of mind to have it. Um, we can there. link that so, too as yeah, well in case yeah, anyone you can wants definitely it. link it. He was so nice, that guy who talked to us. Yes. I wonder if he was um, telling the truth though about the other ones being crappy. Probably. But like, you know, they're trying to sell their product. I always wonder. <laughs> he he actually told me the exact like page and location of where to read okay, love that. in the instruction manual manual of mine that I had purchased on Amazon that said wow. like this is not for like medical management of diabetes. Okay, related. he knew what he was talking about. We love he that. knew what he was talking about. I know. Great. Um anyway, so you want to get into today's topic? Yes. So we recently had a question on Instagram about does insulin cause weight gain? And it got me thinking because I haven't thought about this a lot lately, but if I'm being really honest, this is never something that I've shared online anywhere. I've thought about this a lot in my life, a lot, a lot. And I really want to preface this saying we're not doctors and I don't really know the science. I've seen a lot of claims that it doesn't cause weight gain and a lot of claims that it does. So I don't really know. But the way that it impacts our mental health around it and physical health when it comes to body image and everything, like it can be massive. So I think it's really important to talk about weight gain and also just like how diabetes impacts body image and the way that we eat and all of that stuff. Yeah, it is so important. And I think it's an incredibly important topic for those of us who have young children that have type one to be hyper aware of and to be thinking about and to kind of adjust our own verbiage and language around body image and weight and weight gain and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, moving forward. I'm curious, Raquel, like, do you have any starting thoughts or? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. First, let me just talk you through like general body image timeline so like my family was never someone to pressure me on weight so I want to make sure that's really clear um and I never had anyone other than myself specifically wanting myself to lose weight uh until I was older and I'll get there in a second but when I was younger it's a lot of you know that I was a dancer growing up and I wasn't just like dancing for fun like I was dancing over eight hours a week in classes like starting in third grade and then ended up going to performing arts high school in Dallas um, where we danced for over half the day. That was a school day. And then I was like in rehearsals all night. Sometimes we would get to school two hours early to rehearse. Like it was all the time. And then I ended up being a dance major in college. So obviously people know dancers like to be skinny. (laughs) Um, Everything's about how you look. Like it literally is. And it's really hard to like get past that. Like there are it's just kind of truth that like you have a certain look and like certain lines in dance that you can create with your bodies or body when you're a certain size. Like I hate saying that, but it's just like the way that it is. And so when you go to auditions, like they do care about that. They care about the look. 
Um, not everyone. Thankfully, there's some some good things happening in the world around that lately, but at least in the past, it was very much like that. And so everyone around me was teeny tiny. And I have always eaten relatively healthy. Um, I did have like some sweet obsessions and binge eating, I think, as I grew older that I can talk about also in a second. But generally, I ate really healthy and I was working out so much. I was dancing all the time and I loved working out too. Like even in college, I was working at a cycling studio, cycling and dancing. And I'd go to yoga with my friends. Like it was, I was walking miles to class every single day. Like it was a lot. And I would eat really healthy and I was always bigger. And I'm now looking back, I'm like, I was never as big as I thought I was at all. I definitely had body dysmorphia, but I was not the size of the other dancers. And it always just blew my mind. Like, why was that? And why couldn't I be smaller? And it's so sad that I was thinking that way. But um, I saw somewhere, I don't remember how old I was, but definitely in high school or before high school that, you know, insulin can cause weight gain. And insulin, I believe, is technically a fat hormone. So like there's something to that. Like when you are in DKA before you're diagnosed, if you get to that point, you've lost a lot of weight usually. And then when you get on insulin, you gain the weight back. But that's like to your normal healthy weight. Like I do get a lot of people messaging me saying I've gained so much weight since I was diagnosed. And it's like, well, you probably lost a lot of weight. Like you weren't at your normal um, or your healthy balanced weight before. So um, anyways, I saw that somewhere and I definitely clung on to that idea. And I was like, oh, this is why. Like maybe I do need to take less insulin. Ugh, I hate saying that out loud. Um, but I never fully had diabulimia, so I don't understand it. At, like I don't understand being in that place. And it, for those of you who don't know, diabulimia is an eating disorder where you actually don't give yourself the insulin that you need in order to lose weight. Um, and this can get oh very gosh. serious. And there is a lot more online you can look at. There's a helpline for it. Like it's It can be really, really scary um, if you don't take your insulin, obviously, for a while. So I did not get to the point of doing that, but I did get to the point of like thinking about how many units I was taking and like, oh, can I take less? Will that really impact me? Um, but I never went low carb or anything. I also loved food. So I don't know. It's like been this weird balance of me really being scared of complications and never wanting myself to be super high for a long period of time, but also wanting to lose weight. So like, I think that's why I never let myself get to the point of not giving insulin. Um, but as I got older, you know, that continued and like going into college, like I just always wanted to be the same size as my friends. And unfortunately, I also was in a seven year relationship where I was told that I needed to lose weight. I was told that I wasn't attractive. Like there's a lot of things um, that were that was said that did not help that mindset. But by then I very much wanted great blood sugar control. So that was like my priority over everything else. Um, I know I'm going on and on, but no, 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 yeah, it's just wild that, that that was a thing. Yeah, I it's just <laughs> I you and I have talked about this and it it makes me physically sick like my stomach hurts when you talk about this for a lot of reasons one because I just love you so much and you are like best friend and family and you know anyone who has had something like that said to them that I love I just want to go full mama bear <laughs> on thank you um and two I have girls yeah you know and like I, 
I mean, being a, being a woman in this world is hard, no matter what, like being a female and trying to meet the standards of society is so, so, so challenging. And obviously I knew that. And then I had daughters and it just has all been like blown up and expanded. And anytime anyone says anything about like, oh, you've put on a little bit of weight or, oh, you've lost some weight or you're looking really tired or like a little squeeze of my girl's, you know, baby fat and the like, oh, isn't it so cute? And it's just like, stop, stop focusing on the body. Like the body is meant to be like a, a physical form for you to function day in and day out. Like you treat it well, it gives back to you. And everyone just looks different because of genetics. You know what I mean? And there's so much more to it. It's like such a huge conversation. I'm almost like nervous to take it on as a conversation, but it is very important in the diabetes space because we've kind of touched on this before, but with diabetes, your body has already failed you. So you're Mm -hmm. already subconsciously mentally set up to dislike your body in some way, you know? Because you are held back from doing certain things day in and day out because part of your body has failed you. Mm -hmm. And so with societal expectations for men and women of looking amazing and looking a certain way that society has decided is the most visually pleasing, then you have this constant voice in the back of your head going, I I have a body part that failed me and I can't participate exactly the way everyone else gets to. Mm-hmm. And I don't look the way that society wants me to look. Yeah. You know. Yep. It's what you have control over. Right. And th- like I do remember, I think I talked to my mom about this growing up and we did have the conversation of like, I also have to eat so many low snacks. Like I was going low all the time before I had a CGM and I was dancing all the time, no matter how hard I tried without even knowing my blood sugar is half the day. Like I was dropping low from all that exercise constantly. And I was eating hundreds and hundreds of calories worth of low snacks or juice or whatever. And even last week I got frustrated about that. because it's like, it wasn't even about the calories anymore. Now it's like, wow, I just had to have all that sugar. I much rather mm-hmm. would have enjoyed a dessert than had Mm -hmm. three jugs of juice yesterday in dance class. You know what I mean? And that is just frustrating, but it's not about the weight in my mind anymore. Um, But yeah, everything you're saying, it's, it's really hard. And I just remember like going on these Facebook groups and finding people asking, how do you lose weight with diabetes? Cause it's such a common thing that people are asking and all the comments are just like, tried everything. The only thing that worked is low carb. The only thing that worked is keto. And you know, then you're not taking a lot of insulin and you could be losing weight for other reasons, but I just, I never wanted that either. Um, and it was also sad to see that like people were just resorting to that. So I don't know. Um, what has shifted a few things. The only thing that has ever, (laughs) this is ironic, but I would say caused me to drop weight, but I don't know for sure that it's what caused it 
is actually getting my blood sugars more in range, which means more insulin. So I think this is really important to share. It was just my experience, but like I, in the last two years, have gotten my A1C below six for the first time and it stayed in the fives. And I've dropped a lot of weight. And guess what? I barely work out. <laughs> Not barely, <laughs> but I. You work out. <laughs> I work out a few times a week and I go on a lot of walks. And that my body loves. I realized yeah. that my body was stressed the F out from all yeah. that. I was way over exercising. I also was having hormonal issues because of it and adrenal fatigue. We can talk more about that later. But within that time frame, I did also get off of the birth control pill. Well, that was, I guess, four years ago now. But um, within the same four-year time period, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and my numbers are more in range, which means Yes, people say when your numbers are more in range and you've, or sorry, when you've lost weight, you need less insulin. Like there is some truth to like bigger bodies need more insulin. For example, I take a lot more insulin than Hattie does because Hattie is a mini human. Um, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I'm probably at the point where I'm taking close to the same amount of insulin, I think, that I was a few years ago, maybe like within a 10 unit difference, like nothing that crazy. But my numbers are in range. My body's not as stressed and inflamed all the time. Inflammation is so real when your blood sugars are all over the place. And so now that I feel good, like my body is just at a state of rest, I think, more often. And so it's been able to like drop some of that. I really don't know. But that'll just encourage me more than anything to just take care of my blood sugars and that the rest will follow and not to freak out about working out all the time. Because also, when you work out so, so much, like your blood sugars just become really confusing and like <laughs> unpredictable. And it's just like yeah, hard to be, to not be going up and down. I don't know. This all like sounds to me. So if you, the way I am processing your explanation and everything is let's pretend like let's take away diabetes Mm-hmm. And then let's just look at a person who has a functioning pancreas and all other organs are working as they should be. Yeah. Each person, if they want to lose weight for themselves because it's going to make their body feel better and their organs healthier, that's where it's at. We're not talking yeah. about like looking good. That's a side product that you can tell yourself you look better if you're thinner, but it's a subjective thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um or objective, what did I say? Which one? Subjective, right? Subjective. <laughs> My yes. brain's not <laughs> I said it and I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so each individual loses weight or gains muscle in a completely different way. There is no one size fits all, which is why there's 5 million different diets and 5 million different exercise methods and whatever, because you cherry pick what works for your body and your mental health. Here's an example. When I was breastfeeding my baby and not working out and super stressed, I was the smallest I have ever been. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of compliments on that because I looked good in really thin clothes and really, you know, but like I didn't feel good. My body was not functioning. But then I like got healthier and was able to put on a little bit of weight again and stopped breastfeeding. And then I started playing soccer and I am now the biggest I've been in a while. 
and it feels good. I feel better. You probably feel stronger too. I feel stronger. I have more muscle. My Mm -hmm. organs, like I've got like cardiovascular health that's improved. And the number on the scale is vastly different from when I was at my like thinnest. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to diabetes management and weight and the discussion of weight, those things need to, you need to like thread the needle there and kind of find the balance of what works for your mental health. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to lose weight or you're hoping that your child can lose some weight, it's for like health benefits so that they feel better, you know? Um, Yeah. It's, I don't even know. Yes. It's such a big topic. I love that. I agree with it completely. And I got, I would say, what's the, the word orthorexia or whatever the thing is where you're just like obsessed with ingredients and everything. Like that's something that I still find important. Like I, I'm very into like quality food over like calories or anything like that. Like I just want to give my body as much nutrients, nu- yeah, nutrient dense food as possible because I feel like if I'm already, I don't want to use this word suffering, but like my body's already struggling because of type 1 diabetes. Like I want to give it everything else that I possibly can. So like when it comes to meat, like I'm very like, let's try to get some grass fed, like all that stuff, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. go down that whole rabbit hole, but that's where I've kind of found my like okay, I care about this, but there was definitely a time in college that I was way too into that. Like I was listening to nutrition podcasts and all this stuff nonstop, like all the time. And it got to an unhealthy point. But I will say something I learned from all of that, and it's kind of becoming trendy online now too. A lot of people are talking about insulin and a lot of people are talking about blood sugar balance, people that are not related to type 1 diabetes at all. And mm-hmm. this one person specifically, her name's Kelly Levesque. She does like uh, just nutrition stuff, but I love her stuff for the most part. And her whole thing is blood sugar balance. How can you achieve blood sugar balance? That's how you're going to like feel good and look good and like all of the things. And so she talks a lot about fat, fiber, protein, and greens. That's like her fab four is what she calls it. And those mm-hmm. things together create blood sugar balance. So I like implemented a lot of that stuff in that has helped. And it's like, okay, if this applies to everyone, it also applies to us. Like I've Mm -hmm. balanced my blood sugars, unfortunately, not just through food because I'm diabetic, but by caring about insulin timing and monitoring my Mm -hmm. blood sugars more closely and doing all of that stuff because I have that added layer that I need, but it's helped my overall body and I feel better. And I guess where I'm at today is like, I'm with a partner who loves me for who I am, is super attracted to me and like it's I've just completely shifted my mindset of like what beautiful even is like you were saying and I don't think that I'm ugly like I used to um really putting it all out there now but it oh, is makes me just like so sad because you're know. so beautiful Raquel <laughs> thank you you are thank you. <laughs> um I think it's just hard like from the moment you're diagnosed well, if you're a girl, regardless, but like especially when you're diagnosed, you are forced to pay attention to food all the time and it, it's going to yeah. create some complexities along the way. And another thing that I haven't talked about is scar tissue. Like I have said on here before that I used to be really scared of moving sites when I was younger and I only use my front stomach, like lower stomach area. And I'm pretty sure I have a lot of scar tissue there, but like I can, I visibly have more like 
fat, but it like kind of feels like more like scar tissue there. And that's something that I'm not sure will ever go away. And, you know, it's kind of getting past that, like, okay, well, I have diabetes. I'm so lucky to be able to live this life that I have. And who cares what I look like? Who cares about this little thing that probably no one else is even noticing? But it takes a lot of mental work. Yeah, a lot of mental work. I'm curious, like, as someone who has had type 1 your entire life, basically, what what would you advise parents to do or not do? Yeah. Say or not say to their kids? <sighs> yeah. Because I have an idea, but it's my first time being a parent, so mm-hmm. – I don't know. (laughs) It's so hard because, like, I don't think my family did anything wrong in that way. Like, it was always about you can eat this. You can eat what you want. Um, And unfortunately, I think I did a lot of this in hiding or, you know, it was just, like, stuff going through Mm -hmm. my own brain. But I think just really focusing the conversation on health for your body and, again, giving yourself all the nutrients you need and making it about that and not making it about weight can be really helpful and teaching kids about true nutrition and the fact that blood sugar matters for everyone and, like, let's all eat this meal together, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But definitely don't make comments about weight. Like, that's just – yeah. No. I will say that, like – so some of the things I've thought through and what I'm, like, trying to do is – I never talk negatively about my own body or anyone else's body. Mm -hmm. Like my kids are never going to hear that. So when I'm sitting on the couch and my belly rolls because all bellies roll and my shirt is up or the girls lift it or whatever, they go squish, squish. And I go squish, squish (laughs) because it's squishy. Like that just, it is what it is. And it doesn't need to be like a, oh, I know mama had babies and I've got to work on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't – I try really hard not to say anything. And sometimes I have that inner dialogue and then I immediately work on myself in the moment. Why am I thinking that? Because it's a societal expectation that you have a flat stomach even though you sit down and your stomach freaking folds because that's how bodies work. <laughs> like Yes, yes. You know, and so it's like constantly – retraining myself while simultaneously parenting. And then we also discuss like movement and how good movement is for your body. And we talk about how it makes your muscles strong. And when you have strong muscles, it helps your bones stay strong Yes, so that you can do all the activities that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So we talk about things like that. And then we discuss obviously food all the time without restricting. So like last night she was like, I want candy. And I was like, well, I just put your dinner down and you took maybe one bite of macaroni and cheese. Do you really think your body needs candy right now? She goes, I also had a bite of meatball. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry, honey, you don't get candy tonight. And it's not about you're type one diabetic and I don't feel like learning how to dose for this piece of candy. It's about the fact that you have not given your body the nutrition it needs today. Yes. And so we're not going to suddenly fill you up with, you know, absent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. I no, know. that's that's everything. I'm trying to think like what – because my mindset really has shifted over the last few years. But I think like as a parent that – or for you as a parent doing that, like that sounds like anything I would do for my kids. Like that's what I would hope. But 
I also think you need to just understand you as in all the parents that society is still going to get to them at some point and it might be hard and it might take them also going through part of the journey that I went through, hopefully not as much, um, to just learn that like, no, I am worthy regardless of this and I don't want to act like I have perfect body image because I still think that insulin has caused weight gain, like not weight gain, but just like it caused me to be a little bit of a bigger person. I think that I gain muscle so fast. Like if I work out the next day, it's like very clearly different muscular. I don't know. Like my muscles are just absorbing everything. Um, And I've kind of just come to terms with that and I love myself now. So it's like you have to do so much self-work. I'm actually doing a whole series on my personal diabetes TikTok page about how it's all connected, talking about how like diabetes is connected to every single other thing in your life because we can't look at it as separate things. It all completely goes together. And this is a really big one. It's like you have to work on your mental strength in every other area to be able to be okay with things that diabetes brings into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because diabetes is integral to why you're even alive, you know? Yep. It's like the reason why you uh, – no, I'm not going to say that. It's just (laughs) having type 1 diabetes, like your options are you don't live or you integrate it into every thread of your life and you do live. Yes. And then from there, you figure out how to thrive and not just survive. And yeah, it's – I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a, that's a good series. Even encouraging your child, like reminding them that no one should ever be talking negatively about their body. And like if they're ever in a relationship where they're told some of the things that I was told, like that's not okay. I knew it wasn't okay. I still let it happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's hard. It is hard because you're right. Society does have a way of creeping in. Um, we heard. Hattie recently say she's very into like fashion right now and dressing herself and stuff. And I love that because it's a form of self-expression and art and whatever. And basically I'm just going to foster anything and everything she shows interest in as long as it's safe and not harming herself or others. Yeah, And like I'm loving it, but society's response to her being as cute as she is and then showing up in sparkle combat boots and pink hot pink dresses or whatever is you're so cute you're so pretty Mm. so she is over and over and over again hearing how cute how beautiful how pretty she is which she is so there's like this balance of fostering like that kind of self-esteem and like being like I am beautiful and I am worthy and yeah being like that's not the only thing and that's not what matters and that's not what defines you and that's not what yeah puts you up on top and she has started to say a couple things like all my friends are gonna like me or want to play with me because I look so good oh. and it's like it's like yeah <laughs> down on her level let's have a discussion like people like you and want to spend time with you because you're kind you're genuine you're a good friend you tell the truth Uh you support people in their time of need how you look has nothing to do with whether or not people want to hang out with you but the reality is 
in the real world, in the big, scary world, that's not 100% the truth. Oh, you're so right. Not all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's too big of a topic to bring up with a four-year-old, but as a 32-year-old woman sitting there and talking to her, I'm like, man, yeah. I am trying so hard to raise this child and hopefully lots and lots of other people are trying to raise their children in similar ways so that we can move forward as a society and leave this trash behind of, yeah. oh, you just had a baby. You look amazing because you're so skinny. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm like not eating because I'm depressed beyond belief and it's not a good thing that I'm skinny. Yeah. But yeah. that's the only praise I'm getting. You're skinny. looks good. Yes. Literally. Okay. I like this conversation a lot because like a lot of it is like we're in the middle of this right now. I'm about to share one other thing about how I'm currently feeling about things, but we don't have the answers and that's never our goal with Type 1 Together is to like have all the answers. It's just to share like where we're at going through it. So I hope you all know that we're not trying to say this is the way or anything like that. But like this is something I'm currently working through, I think. And it's kind of opposite of what you're saying, Amanda, is like, okay, I hate when endos tell me like, or they used to tell me it's fine to be 250 all day. Cause like really that's not healthy for my body. Right. So like when you take that approach to weight, it's like, you know, there are some scientific things to be said for certain things that can happen when you're heavier. Right. And so I was like recently at the doctor and I got a bunch of blood work done and I have a little bit of high cholesterol. That was like the only red flag on my main blood work panel. And I've always had a little bit of high cholesterol. Apparently it runs in my family, so it's hereditary and there's probably nothing I can do. But I still ask my doctor, which by the way, I have a horrible doctor right now because I'm on Medi-Cal because <laughs> I am trying to build this business and basically <laughs> have no money. And so I cannot afford to buy my own insurance right now. There you all have it. But um, something I'm struggling with, but I do get free insulin being on it. So that's the plus. Um, thank you all for being here and supporting what we're doing. But um I'm forced to see this doctor. I have no choice in who I'm seeing right now. And I asked her, you know, what can I do to lower my cholesterol? And she was like, well, you could lose weight. She was like, you aren't obese, but like you're like a little bit heavier, whatever. She used some weird terminology where like she said that to me and she was like, you know, go for a walk 30 minutes a day, eat healthier, like all this BS stuff. And I'm like, this is not helpful at all. Like I already do that. I already know myself. I know that I eat really healthy foods to the point where I annoy my boyfriend because I'm always like, I want to eat healthier. (laughs) Um, And I don't know what else to do. Like I almost think some days, Amanda, I am not eating enough calories and not because I'm trying to not. It's just like I'm working and I just like end up eating here and there and not like taking the time to make myself full meals, which is something that I'm also working on. But it's like, just having that comment thrown at me, yeah, you could just lose weight, which by the way, I don't think it would make a difference because I think it is hereditary, but it's like, I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do? What else am I supposed to do? And that's where the thought of like, is it possibly just that I have type one and the insulin's a factor here? Who knows? But you bet I am not going to start taking less insulin. Like, no way. I'm going to keep my A1C where I can for now. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because that's working really well for me. So I just think it all contradicts each other and I'm like, I don't even know. I feel like there is there's a way for each individual human to find a balance. It's not ever going to be a perfect balance, but a decent balance of 
you eat healthy to fuel your body and to give your body the nutrition it needs. But you also let yourself have the delicious food on occasion and whatever because life is very short and that is something that is fun and exciting and brings joy. Mm-hmm. You work out and exercise because it feels good for your body, but you don't go overboard. Mm -hmm. You work out and exercise because it is great for your mental health. You are in a position with your mental health where life just feels pretty good. It's Some days are going to be better than than others. Some days are going to be extremely hard. But for the most part, you're just sort of even keel, happy to be here. And I think when all of those things align – the body that you see in the mirror is what you are genetically meant to look like yeah. when everything is balanced. Yep. And that there is no way that all nearly, what are we at, 8 billion people on this planet are going to be a size double zero right. or whatever walks the runway these days when everything's perfectly aligned. It's not how it works Yeah, because we're all so different. But you'll still get comments like that from doctors. And I feel like maybe doctors even told me that growing up, which is like you can't keep your kids' doctors from saying stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing you can do is get in the car Mm -hmm. and talk with your kid and say that doctor is out of date. That was a completely inappropriate thing that they said. If you do the right things to fuel your body and to work out to help your body stay strong and to make sure your mental health is good, that's all you can do. Yes. We're finding a new doctor. This is no longer our doctor. Yep. You know? I like love that. that those are the action items that you right. can do. Uh, wow. Big conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard. And I know we have to go. But um yeah, like I said, just everyone know that we're just in the middle of all of this and there's no right answer here I don't think so don't feel like you're doing something right or wrong (laughs) and And we're all figuring it out yes and just so you all are aware Raquel and I do not script these at all I'm sure you can tell that (laughs) (laughs) by all the times we talk over each other or we just like pause and stare at each other (laughs) we get on and pick a topic and press play and so this is really our like in the moment thoughts. Um, So just trying to start, start conversations and make sure you guys know you're not alone. We were going to end this episode by discussing um, like confidence and changing your own settings, but I think we'll save that for another episode. Yes. We'll come back Um, to that. Just know the one thing I will say about that is I started doing my own settings and even adjusting my own carb ratios when we were still on MDIs within the first two months because I got to this place. It's not medical advice, <laughs> but I got to this place <laughs> of thinking to myself, this is forever. And they see data once every three months for yeah. 30 seconds. I see data 24-7. So I would rather be in charge. Um, and it it was once I really felt like I understood the disease process, you know, pretty yeah. well is when I did that. So, but I, we can dive into that topic more on another episode. Yes. I have so much to say on that. Um, 
Yeah. And just so everyone knows, I am in a good mental place. So I hope I didn't come across as like, oh, this is so bad. I feel really strong. I love mm-hmm. my body now. I feel like you can come to a point where you do all the things that Amanda was saying, which is kind of how I feel. Like I'm working out when it feels good. I'm eating well, but I'm also eating lots of just fun things that I love um, and treats. And I feel mentally good and I'm happy in my job and, you know, all the things. So that's what matters. And whether or not losing weight would affect my cholesterol, I don't know for sure. But we're all in this journey. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, well, thank you all for okay. subscribing and so, reading and reviewing. Yes. Um, here we are talking over each other again. And one day we're going to be in person together, hopefully, and it'll just be easier to tell when we're talking. But um, did want to say thank you all for sending us our your 108 numbers. We really would love for you all to tag us in stories of your 108 numbers and hashtag the 108 podcast so that we can start spreading the word and actually reposting your stories to our stories. So keep sharing the love. We really appreciate it. Um, and also we're just doing a lot of exciting things right now. Our babysitter list is growing faster than ever. We have our Omnipod five masterclass coming up next week. We have, um, our grandparent course is running and it's going so well. It's been the highlight of my week every week. Our diabetes, uh, is going to be coming up close when this comes out to the end of our, um, holiday order period. So all diabetes orders, need to be placed by October 31st in order to be delivered by Christmas Day. And that's just because it takes a while for my amazing cousin Megan to crochet and uh, ship all of them. And so shipping delays can be crazy around the holidays, as you know. So be sure to get those in. Um, Anything else, Amanda? No, I don't think so. We've got so much. Stay tuned. If you guys don't follow us on socials, highly recommend. There's a lot. There's (laughs) a lot coming up, my friends. Yes. Yes. And oh, one thing I will say is Raquel already mentioned it, but rating, reviewing and subscribing, like if you're on Apple Podcasts, just leaving a quick five star review, if you're enjoying it, it would mean the world to us. It is how we catch the attention of the algorithm and start climbing. And our whole goal of Type One Together is to reach as many families as possible because those of you listening you know that feeling, feeling like you are so alone, like your world has ended. And we want to be, um, you know, the people who reach out our hands and say, you're not alone. Come with us. So yes. please rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, blood sugar roll call. Yes, I am at 147. Hattie is, let's see if I have an updated one. She's 97. She had a Krispy Kreme donut for someone's birthday and her teachers knocked that dosing out of the park. That's amazing. My pump's buzzing. All right. All right. We'll see you all (laughs) next week. Bye. Bye, friends.